Hello everyone, what's up? My name is William Yank and we want, I want to welcome you to the Illust Podcast. Not only is it our title, but it's also the Illust Podcast you're going to find online. Let's be real. <laughs> I, along with my co-host Roni, are cancer survivors and we're here to entertain you with our unique experiences as young adults with cancer. Not only, is, not only this, but we want to give you guys advice, wisdom, perspectives on life, love, health, sex, drugs, you name it. At the end of the show, we want to involve you as well, so keep an ear out. Today, we're just going to focus on introducing ourselves and kind of give you a brief understanding of what it's like as a cancer patient, what our stories were, and then get down to the nitty gritty in the future episodes. So I'm going to pass it over to Roni right now. She's going to give you a brief introduction of herself, and then we'll get into it. Roni? Hey, guys. My name is Roni. I am now a 27-year-old cancer survivor, currently living in New Jersey. I was initially diagnosed back in 2008. It was my first week of high school. I was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia, AML, just a type of leukemia. Um, I had around eight rounds of chemotherapy, but ended up relapsing a month after finishing chemo back in 2009. Then I underwent chemo, radiation, and a stem cell transplant, which is similar to a bone marrow transplant if you've ever heard of one. The treatment had many short-term and long-term side effects, some expected, some unexpected, that will probably always affect my life in one way or another. I became paralyzed as a side effect of aggressive chemotherapy, had massive blood clots, seizures, joint and bone problems, chronic pneumonias, a secondary cancer, melanoma, and much more. I also deal with post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of the cancer, which we can get into another time. Thankfully, I can now walk for all of you who are wondering, but I can't run and I'm still pretty weak. During the transplant, I lived in an isolated room in the hospital for at least six months and in a hospital altogether for around two years in total. I had to miss high school in its entirety due to the severity of my illness, but skipped over to college and just got my BA. Let's go. Yeah, thank you. Back to you, Will. Yeah, so that's Roni. Uh, awesome girl. But a uh, little bit about myself. I was diagnosed in June 2018 with ALL at the age of 21. I'm 22 now. Uh, it was in between my junior and senior year of college. And so I was doing an internship out in Washington, D.C., got diagnosed in Baltimore, ended up getting treated there as well. Uh, my diagnosis conditions were a little intense, though. Um, I also had septic shock, some organ failure, and some other issues with my body shutting down. Um, luckily, Johns Hopkins was able to really pull me out of the dirt there and save my life and are bringing me to you all today. I went through regular chemo, similar to Roni, uh, for about six months until I got the CAR T cell, cell immunotherapy. Um, quite the jumble of words, but pretty much just what that is, is they take your cells, they genetically modify the DNA to attack just leukemia, and then they put them back in your body. And I got that, and that gave me six months of freedom post, uh, you know, finally getting, putting myself into uh, a remission standpoint. But I relapsed in June 2019 and uh, got another two months of freedom with the CAR T cells, but then relapsed again in August 2019, uh, which is where I am now today. I'm back in Baltimore receiving a bone marrow transplant, um, but I'm actually getting the stem cell. I received a stem cell transplant similar to Roni as well. Um, like we said, we can discuss that later, 
but yeah, hoping for a cancer-free life here soon, but you know, I'll keep everybody updated on what's going on. Hell yes. <laughs> That's right. All right, but to keep on going here, we kind of wanted to discuss, you know, how did Roni and I meet? Where, where is this coming from? Who is this stranger that I know a lot of people listening are wondering about? So um, not only from my life, but I'm sure from her life as well. So Roni, would you kind of discuss how we met and how that played into everything? Totally. Okay. So it all started um, when I opened up my Instagram blog around almost a year ago. Um, by the way, it took me 10 years to open that blog up. I, for many reasons, I didn't want to. I was self-conscious. I didn't want to talk about all of my issues so publicly because I had not yet accepted them. You know, um, my family and friends definitely peer pressured me into it. Um, but I, when I opened it out, I was finally ready to do it. You know, Um, I'm so thankful that I did because I met so many beautiful souls through it and eventually my dope co-host will yeah <laughs> we we would talk for hours and joke about the unique shit that only young adult cancer fighters and survivors endure it gave us the idea to start this podcast to show others in similar positions that it's okay to laugh about your problems and you're not alone and- yeah no exactly and um, we just found that we were having pretty deep and unique conversations regularly. And we wondered, you know, why not share this with you all so you can understand um, hopefully some wisdom <laughs> that we can give you and uh, some experiences <laughs> that people from the outside looking in don't really understand what we face. And so um, we thought this would be the best way to get the word out there and let you know. So, yeah we decided to start this podcast and the, our goal really for this is to, you know, help others feel less alone. We want to make light of our su- sucky situation. So you guys can kind of laugh at our failures and triumphs because honestly, that's what it is. And that's what we are doing because we're we're doing in light of our situations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, yeah. And then lastly, we just kind of want to bring awareness to the whole leukemia community, cancer community, you know, young adults and adults themselves are kind of lost between, you know, the elderly and the young kids, you know, you have peds and you have geriatrics and that's, that's literally (laughs) the two separators of where you go in the hospital. Um, We're kind of stuck in between and, and there's not much focus on us. Exactly. And so we just kind of want to bring that awareness about, um, from this podcast. And so, yeah, uh, we just want to one thank you all for listening, and we're gonna actually go ahead and hop into our first topic that we've decided to to discuss about. And this one affected, I know myself, and I'm sure Roni too, uh, quite deeply as we were going through treatment and as we were living our lives. But Roni, I want you to talk to me and tell me about, you know, how did it feel watching your friends and the people surrounding you kind of continue on with their lives, and what was it like watching? Um, friends do other things as you were kind of laying in the hospital bed or getting treatment and different things. Will you kind of speak on that for me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So, of course, for me, it was a really difficult experience. It has been, um, I mean, I was diagnosed now almost 12 years ago initially. Mm -hmm. And so I've been kind of feeling this way for all of those 12 years. because it started off when I was in high school and I, I missed high school. Everyone else was graduating from high school, like prom, all of that, you know, I wasn't. Um, and then college, 
I went to college, but it wasn't at the same time or the same pace. You know, most people finish in four, sometimes even three years. It took me, I believe, six years. And it was, you know, a lot of surgeries, a lot of medical problems throughout all of it. So it was just slowed down a lot. Um, You know, I have friends who not only graduated from, you know, bachelor's, master's, whatever it is, they're some of them, you know, married with kids or at least with somebody that they're going to marry. And, you know, they've, they've been through things that one, the average person does go through at this, but at least by the age of 27 Mm -hmm. that I haven't gone through yet. Uh, And it's hard to compare myself, even though I know I shouldn't because. It's hard not to, yeah, not to compare yourself because it's, it's everywhere, right? Exactly. And we're a part of a very small niche of people that are subject to an illness and things that we have no control over. And For sure. I, I can't even imagine being in your position with high school. You know, high school is such a developmental age, you know, for ourselves. And so I can't imagine missing high school like that and like having, um, you know, not being able to go to the prompts and different things like that. You know, I'm missing, I'll probably end up around six years with college as well um similarly to you and so um i think it's uh yeah it just it's interesting that um these very large developmental sections of our lives are kind of just poof gone because we are uh going to treatment getting the help that we need um yeah Yeah. and you know i i turned 27 on, on sunday and that has was a hard transition for me because yeah. um, I made a post about this on my blog talking about how aging is, is hard when you feel like you've missed out on so much life. Like mm-hmm. if I was just turning 27 and I had experienced life as the average pers- healthy person would, maybe I wouldn't feel this way, but it just feels like I'm aging, but I didn't experienced a lot of the years but I'm still getting older and like I'm getting farther away from those years that I missed instead of closer to them if that makes any sense no it does like we're missing on these these youth sections that are supposed to contain so much life right they're the parts of people's lives that people talk about forever exactly those exact pieces um Exactly. I know for me, it's really affected like my relationships. So for me, I look um, to connect with people that are a lot older than myself. Um, and I connect with uh, folks, or I struggle to relate more with the folks that are my age. So my question to you is like, how do you think, yeah, yeah, that's how we met pretty much. Um, what do you, how do you think it's affected your relationships and different things like that moving forward, you know, with other people? Same, same with me. Um, at least years ago, it was really difficult for me to connect with people my age. Um, the friends that I already had were thankfully like pretty mature, but, um, even before my cancer, I always felt like it was hard for me to relate to people my age. So I guess when I got cancer, um, if it, um, magnified that issue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah um but yeah i guess it's now it depends like i connect with you know cancer fighters who are younger than me and stuff because they're sort of at a a similar mindset that i am 
but yeah. most people my age and I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, I guess we just are going through totally different paths. And yeah. for that reason, it's hard sometimes to connect. But yeah. yeah I'm no, sure I've had pretty right. interesting conversations with some young kids actually, because I've found that they surprisingly are able to relate to our age and that like, yeah. I'm just flabbergasted by some of the conversations I have. I'm like, man, like this, this kid has a lot more knowledge than he's, you know, he or yeah. she is given. And, um, I find that really interesting. They're very wise. Very wise. Yes. Yeah. Very wise. Um, sure. Another thing that's difficult is also we're, we're interacting with nurses and folks that are our age. And so these people are, we're on the opposite end. We're being taken care of by people that are getting their medical degrees that are getting their yeah. nursing degrees. And we're so like, we're sitting there like, Hey, like, and I had to bop out of school for a couple of years. Sorry, you know, like. And and it, yes, it's totally that's difficult when you see someone doing, you know, the job that you at least when I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor. So you see people at your age, whether it's a nurse or a doctor. I mean, doctors are a little bit older, but it kind of feels like you're the same age. But um, basically, being your caretakers while you feel you should be in their position, but you're not. It, it's just kind of weird and uncomfortable sometimes. Mm -hmm. And something that I definitely have kept to myself. I don't, I don't speak about it a lot. I don't show them that it's like weird or anything like that. But um, internally it's hard to um, come to terms with. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, you no, feel? I'd agree. And for me, like I said, it was hard. It's hard to interact with them, but I also find myself at the same time discussing, like, or trying to discuss life with them. Um, keep in mind, mm -hmm. I'm talking about people that are like anywhere from 23 to like 30. Yeah. Um, these are like what these new nurses are coming through, and it's especially prevalent at Johns Hopkins because a lot of these nurses are coming straight out of their whatever clinicals or whatever, and mm -hmm. they're trying to learn on the floor. Uh, on the oncology side and more power to them of course but it's just interesting because I've made interesting connections with those uh, ladies up there and we laugh and giggle at all the silly stuff that I have to face but you know as a male I'm having these female nurses come around and take care of me it's just a very uh, different dynamic I think than I really expected I don't know why for some reason but I think when I was younger I portrayed nurses or thought of nurses as a little bit like like moms like a bunch of moms running around taking care of people but that was not the case that I ran to at Johns Hopkins and it was these young gals who are also trying to work out their lives you know with couples and getting married and moving and different things like that it was just like whoa uh, I had no idea that this would be the group of people that I need for sure yeah but more feel free to reach out reach out to us on our social media handles mine is william yank these will also be down in the description as well and yours is roni which one would you mine like? is living after cancer the cancer has two r's um also please totally send us questions or send us topics for you know what you guys want us to talk about um if you have specific questions um if you guys have stories you know, and you want to join one day, 
as a guest. Yeah, yeah, and you want to share what you have going on, feel free to let us know. We yeah. will get you in here. So, yes. Um, yeah, thank yes. you all so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. And uh, look down in the description. We will be releasing a interesting set of hoodies in order to support the podcast. Yes. They are sick. Yeah, they, they are, are sick. Ill. They, they are, are ill. Ill. Um, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool uh, venture that we got here. But uh, the the hoodies are simply to support the podcast. Uh, we are not receiving any of the funds. Um, it will just be to help us pretty much market ourselves uh, moving forward. So if you're interested in any of that, let us know. And yeah, yeah we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>